You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood, who's at the Digital Accountancy Show. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. So nice to be out of the house and with real life people bumping into people that I've been seeing online for the last couple of years and actually saying hi and how tall they are and what they really look like. (laughs) And they all have legs. It's mad. (laughs) I love the how tall are people thing. I'm quite excited about that in real life. Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? You're like, you, I'm, my face never hides anything. I bet they, they know what I'm thinking. I'm like, wow, you're short. <laughs> That's what I really want to say. <laughs> but no, it's really nice. And there are loads of amazing software companies here, technical people that are looking at like, data and things in a different way. So it's like, it feels like we have much moved on from the let's get into the cloud, which was over and over again. This is like, you know, they've got data miners here and things that I'm like, wow. And people are talking about actually having data departments in their accountancy firms and date and hiring data engineers. So it's really different. And I'm a little bit like, whoa, this is mad, but good that it's, it's pushing me out of my comfort zone listening to some of the conversations, which is what you want from something like this, because if we hear the same stuff all the time, it gets a bit boring. Perfect. Well, it sounds good. And I think you've just taken us on really nicely to our guest today. We're joined by Alison Edgar, MBE, who is going to push us out of our comfort zones today. I know it. Um, Alison's come on to talk to us about smashing our goals. And I mean, I know Alison from a kind of sales background and networking and things like that, but um, we'll get into that. I think you're going to have some brilliant tips for the bookkeepers joining us today. Alison, how are you doing today? It's lovely to see you. I'm top of the world and I'm just laughing at Joe like at the show going oh look and it's we're not in the cloud now and we're moving into data mining but there's still so many businesses out there with a box of receipts it's how are we going to move those people in but then we don't really want to move that many of them because then they might not need the bookkeeper so we've got to keep those people functioning and taking them on to the next level so yeah it's great thank you so much for having me Zoe. Oh no, it's our absolute pleasure. Um, I heard you this morning on Clubhouse. We're often in the same rooms and you you promised me before we started recording that you are on fire today. So if anyone's here listening and you've got any questions for Alison, please drop them in the chat because I really love it when we get lots of interaction on these sessions. Okay, so there's flames coming out the top of my head today. I'm so on fire. (laughs) Well, maybe we can start with the sales side of things then, because you wrote Secrets of Successful Sales. Is that the name of your first book? Did I get it right? Yeah, that that is the first book. And I mean, it was quite interesting because at the time, again, a lot of your audience might know that there was a funding called Growth Vouchers and Growth Accelerator. So it really helped businesses to take things on to the other level. Joe's going, yes, yes, I remember. And then I did it. I I did the Growth Accelerators. I remember that. Yes. There we go. But the government pulled the funding, I think it was 2015 or 2016. And for me, that was heart wrenching for a couple of things, because obviously it was a great revenue stream for me. But also the people that needed the help the most tend to be the ones that don't have the cash to be able to invest in it. 
So it was heartbreaking. And I thought, well, how can I help people to be able to sell? Because I am passionate, you know, and it's really interesting because I was in the room this morning, as Zoe said, and it was about how to convert business. And I'm like, oh, I was so excited because I absolutely adore sales. So one of my sort of messaging is that when it's delivered correctly, sales and customer service is exactly the same thing. So I was I've having this dilemma that I know that so many people have a fear of sales or they think it's sleazy or icky or dirty. And I'm, I, I believe the other way, if it's done correctly, you know, you, you're, you're just giving a great customer service. You know, coming back to the people with the box of receipts, like if they're not in control of those numbers, their business will not survive. So it's a bookkeeper's job to be able to get those people on top of those numbers so that they know what their cash flow is. And that's what, again, that's that just great customer service. So I thought, how do I get my message to the people that need it most? And that's where I had to write the book, Zoe. The, the, I didn't really want to write a book. I wasn't like one of the, I'm dyslexic. So um, anything in the written space is really tricky for me. But again, it was that belief that I needed to help people that pushed me on. And the book went a bit mad, to be fair. It came out in 2018 and it hit Amazon bestseller internationally. And then the Independent um, voted it one of the best business books written by a woman in 2019. And like, I still have to sort of pinch myself, but the core of it, people love the book. Literally, I, I, to make it easy, I split it into four quadrants. So you've got the part that's around behaviours because I'm a DISC practitioner and I think really understanding how your client, what your client wants from you. And, you know, one of my little phrases is, you know, who was brought up to treat other people the way that you want to be treated? And, you know, if I do this live, all the hands go up. Well, don't treat them how they want to be treated. And I don't mean values or not nicely, but, you know, if they want things done quickly or if they want things done slowly or how you position it, that's how you build a relationship and ultimately people buy people. And then the next thing is a process. And again, the bookkeepers are going to love this because sales is actually a process. It's like manufacturing. If you follow the process, you will get the conversion and the result at the end. The same as like, you know, you don't get the box of receipts and then you start like, the, you know, in random orders. You take the process, you put them into months, you get them coded, you get it all moved across, you get it, you know, balanced on the P&L, you follow the process. Sales is exactly the same. But the problem is most people who are not sales trained don't know what the process is, but that's the other component. And then the third one, is the strategy, you know, how do you get new business? And for somebody, again, you know, in the small business arena, they've, they've not come from corporate sales. They don't really know how to generate new business. So I felt that was imperative. But the fourth pillar is the one which I see all the time, and it's confidence. And, and I thought, what can I do to give people confidence in sales? And and the reason they don't have confidence is they're stabbing around in the dark. They don't know what they're doing. Again, a bit like your tradesperson from 1984 with the box of receipts. They don't have those components to be confident in what they're doing in their business. So once you've got the behaviours, the process and a strategy, actually confidence just comes. You know, you feel confident because confidence isn't something that you can wrap up and give to somebody as a gift they have to find that confidence in themselves. And if you're not confident in yourself, 
new customers and your customers will not be confident in you. And that's why confidence is one of the core components to anything we do in sales. So a bit of a long answer, Zoe, but hopefully there were some nuggets in there for the audience as well. You've covered so much already. And I think um, and this is come, coming at a really important point for a lot of bookkeepers in our community who are in turning points, perhaps in their journey. Like a lot has happened for so many people over the last 18 months. And I think that uh, we've seen a lot of bookkeepers joining our community who have had circumstance changes around their work and careers or they've just realized that actually they need to be at home or want to be at home or be with their families and this is the time for them to change it up this is the time to find clients take control of their lives run their own businesses so that they can do things on their terms but there is this I, I don't know this blocker about the sales conversation and um Kath is joining us live and Kath said that actually this is really helpful she loves customer service and if she can think of sales like that then she's halfway there but what are those like what are those tactical things what what can people have in their armor I suppose to help them going into these conversations we've got to get the mindset right but what is this process that we should be thinking about with sales yeah I mean I think the, the, the great thing well done Kath woo, 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 woo. um the first thing I think let's talk about mindset Zoe so I think it honestly if I had a pound for people that I meet especially like in accountancy and bookkeeping in VAs in coaching you know there's like a whole host of people who genuinely and I mean genuinely want to help people but again coming back to the disc model they're all relationship focused and they struggle to ask for the order or go out of their way or and I, and I think that's where that comes from and when it starts on the mindset they're starting off the journey going, I can't sell. I don't like sales. I'm not good at that. And the, the most important thing is to change that can't into a can. Because what when it, something is a can't, then what happens is your, your brain is telling you, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then you become anxious and you become nervous and, and you become fumbly and you're like, oh, I, oh. And then what you do is because you're anxious and nervous, you shy away from it. And then you go, oh, do you know, what? I don't want to make that phone call. What I'll do is I'll just send him an email or, oh, do you know what? I don't want to follow up. What happens if he's snappy with me? What happens if he's not nice? What happens if he shouts at me? And again, it's our brain is protecting ourselves, right? Our brain is going, don't do it. They might shout at you. They might say no. They might be horrible. Your brain's going like that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to, again, believe in your core they need you, you are given a service and actually that you going out of that comfort zone will help someone, you know, and if you genuinely believe it, 90% of startup businesses fail within the first three years and they don't know their numbers. You know, we, we don't have to watch Dragon's Den to know that that box of receipts does not equate to cash flow. You know, turnover is vanity. The bottom line is sanity. And most businesses, as we know from the TV shows, they don't know the numbers. It's your job to change that can't to a can. So again, if you believe it's a customer service, when you think, you know what, I can do this. I can help that business. It's my job to do that. I've got this. Then what happens is you then start to feel a bit more upbeat, a bit more of, well, do you know what? This is not personal. If they say no, then it's not me they're rejecting. Maybe it's just not the right time. And you then become the anxiety like drops 
and the, the heightenedness and the excitement grows. And then when you have those conversations, you know what, you make a bigger impact and more people say yes. So again, it's that a lot of that is how do you change that can't into the can. And I, I, I'm a big believer. I talk about this quite a lot, like music. I'm a big believer in music and starting your day with a positive note or a positive thing. And I've got, I can't say it out loud, but one of the smart speakers, right? Because if I say it, then it starts to talk back to me. So the smart speaker goes off every morning at six and it says, good morning, gorgeous. And then it'll play a song and, and it, it randomly chooses. But my, one of my favorites is take that today. This could be the greatest day of your life. And that's where if you really get up and you start in that mindset and that frame. And like Zoe, you've been in Clubhouse for the last six months. Like I'm like that every single morning. Like what you see with me is, is what you get. And then starting that, you know what, this could be the greatest day. I'm going to do something out of my comfort zone. I got this. Then it, it just, it flows. And I think it's, you know, I can't, I would love to give somebody every single viewer that you've got, every business in the world, look, there, there you go. You've got this. Here's your confidence. You can do this. But I can't because, you know, coming back to goal setting, Zoe, and smashing it, the new book, you've got to be able to find that to yourself and and believe it or not this is going to sound quite random but the smash it book the new book is split into two halves and the first thing is the me thing and the second is the we thing so not the scottish we thing but the you and somebody else and a lot of the time the smash it method is about asking questions to yourself. So good sales just revolves around good questions and, and listening to the answers. But like, why do I feel that? You know, what's the worst that's gonna happen? What happens if I don't do that? You know, who am I gonna let down if I don't, you know, contact them to help their business? And just by having that conversation, that's how you convince yourself because that is also a sale. Like, shh, don't tell them because people don't like sales. But actually I prove at the end of smash it that everything we do is a sale. You know, getting somebody yeah. to make a cup of tea is a sale. So, uh, yeah, I know it's again a bit long-winded, but hopefully you're getting some little gems today. This could be the greatest day of your life. <laughs> I love that. I love it. And it's so true what you said about how we can turn a can't into a can. Now, it has to come from ourselves. It has to come from inside us. Sometimes what I've done in the past that helped me is to let myself... Um, get off the hook a bit that I don't need to know everything. I don't need to have every single answer. That's one thing. That is not what someone wants from me. They don't want me to be the font of all knowledge and have the answer then and there. I believe sometimes that that's what they want, but that's not truly what they want. They, what they want is someone that is a few steps ahead of them that can answer some of those questions. You don't have to know everything, but it just stops them having, they wouldn't have been to college they wouldn't have got their qualifications they don't care and want to know what the difference between an asset and a liability debit and credit are until it reflects on their actual business they don't want to learn the terminology and do t accounts we've done all that so we already are in that position that we are an expert but we look at other people around us and we have comparisonitis and we think but we're not as i'm not as good as them and they've been in business for longer da, da, da. but we all have to start somewhere and we all have to just realize that the clients that we're serving, we can help them. And even if it is 
some things that we find um, today. There's a, a soft as a company here that's called Reducer, and they look, they analyze all your outgoings for you and find cheaper suppliers. Now that could be something that's quite easy to do, and it's not using. But we as bookkeepers, because we're looking at all these different software and stuff, and it interests us, it means that we can help advise our clients on these different things that they've got no idea what's out there and oh. even if it is a case that we help them move from that cardboard box and help them get digital we know how to do that we don't have to have all the answers to every corporation tax question that's out there under the sun that is not what they're after they just want someone no. holding their hands in their corner that's going to go and find the answers that they don't have time energy and inclination to do that's what they want from us. so stop trying to think we've got to be this amazing expert we just need to have their backs and and be positive happy and i will go and find the answer for you that's all you need to say to them all the time and i think like we've got two best friends in our organization one is called youtube and the other one is called google and like literally we refer to those quite a lot but yeah i've got a wee story joe that i think feeds into that and um when i started the business i I had an accountant, right? But the accountant wasn't, it, it didn't talk the same language. So again, a bit like this, it was uh, assets, liabilities, corporation tax, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't really know what you're talking about here. And I think actually people make business complicated. They do, don't they? Sell more, spend less, stay in the black. And literally, that's all it is, isn't it? Just sell more, spend less, keep in the black, you're all done. And one of the things I had been working with, uh, it was a chamber of commerce actually and i'd been doing some work for them and at that time i was doing my invoices on google uh, not google on word and i'm not particularly tech savvy and i'd done this invoice and for some reason it'd gone over three pages on on word right so it was up here with my template bit but the actual balance of the invoice was on page three and the guy said allison look we love you. We love working with you. But actually, your admin is shoddy. It's such a bad reflection of your business that it gets us, you know, not me, but other people in the organization questioning if you're the right person to work with us. And I'm like, oh, my God. So at this point, that's when I rethought and I changed my account. And this is eight years ago. I still get the same accountant. She put me on zero. And like, it takes me 20 seconds to do an invoice, you know, and it's all that kind of stuff that I would never have known about. The same with like, well, Receipt Bank, which was, what is it now, Dexter. You know, all that kind of stuff buys me time back in my organisation because I'm not spending a shed load of time doing all the things. And I think that's where, you know, as a small business and a startup business, you know a million times more. Don't You don't have to overwhelm the businesses. They don't have to know that. All they know is, you know, and again, it comes back to sales. Features tell benefit sale so again there will be a fear of people going digital like you know zero quickbooks cash flow whatever it is there is that underwhelming I've, I've always had my receipts in a box and but the benefit is it buys them back time and it gives them the snapshot of the business there and then and again that's why as bookkeepers it is your role to save those people from themselves and you know not say, saying all oh, it does this it does that basically as a small business owner all they care about is saving time or saving money really that's the fundamentals and if it boils back to that that's why they would be convinced to make that change and overcome that fear of change from the box to the digital 
I think you've given us a really useful reminder of the value that we're adding to people and how what the kind of conversations we need to be having rather than this is what I do and this is how much I'm going to charge you for it much more about the transformation yeah and I think that that comes back to the fundamental the like if, if the if the audience take one thing away from today this is it right this is the golden nugget it is all about open questions so it's about thinking like a three-year-old when like if anybody's got three-year-old children like who, what, why, where, when, how, who, what, why, where, when, how. We're not taught to ask open questions. We are born to ask open questions. And that's how we learn. And this is the difference between somebody that's sales trained and somebody that's not. When, when people are not sales trained, they sell too soon. Oh, and we do receipt bank, and we do this, and we do that, and we do that. And actually, the customers just switch off. So the secret, and this is where, again, if you look at bookkeepers or accountants, a lot of them are quite introverted because they've got great attention to detail. So if they can crack the open question, so what do you currently use in your business? How effective do you think that is? Why did you choose that? What alternatives have you looked at? How much time do you spend? If you had that extra time back, what could you be doing with that time? How much extra revenue would you generate from that? So again, just those absolutely hot as hell questions. Well, the customer will start to want bookkeeping. You know, they'll want to go digital because they'll see the benefits of it. So, you know, literally my biggest takeaway that I can give the audience today is to think like a three-year-old child, who, what, why, where, when, how, who, what, why, where, when, how. And if you can, it's hard because from the age of five years old at school, we've been taught to go, can I, will I, would you like a bookkeeper? Would you like me to send an email? You know, it's a, a real flip in the mindset. But if you think I can, change my questioning techniques then that's how you make that change for sales and and, and i think that is so key for selling isn't it it's about uh, i've read a book before called questions are the answers and it's about yeah that's all i do in my sales process i ask the question i shut up and let them speak and then all of the clues that you need are in the answers that they give you and then um we speak as well about mirroring, mirroring, I can never say that a little bit. So just repeating something that they said and ask them another question about it, not all the time, but now and again, just so they know, because people like to feel that they've been heard. People like to feel that, wow, you actually get what I'm saying. And, and that actually is so much more part of the sales process than telling someone oh, what you can do for them. And I, I think like, so for me, again, I, it's my accountant. I do my own bookkeeping that the accountant does the other stuff. Like she's a pillar in my business, but I, I don't make a move without just double checking it with her because I value her knowledge of business. And I think that's where that, that strength. So things like this is, again, the consultancy side, even, you know, as the bookkeeper, you, if you value yourself as a pillar in that business, you know, it's things like, right, okay, so what, what are your growth plans over the next 12 months? And, you know, how are you going to fund that? Where's that coming from? How does the cash flow affect that? How does a snapshot of your cash flow at any, any time, how would that be a benefit of how you would um, be able to invest in your next employee? You know, all those things that you've got that knowledge, it's just a case of getting the client to go, yeah, actually, that would be really beneficial. Okay, well, what we can do is this. And then you're just solving the problem. But I think it's, I, I mean, I love business. I love sales and I love business. I, you know, it's like to get an MBE for two of my favorite things in the world, apart from my children. I was like, oh my God, I can't Aww. believe I got an MBE for two of my favorite things. So um, I think that's where the importance lies and, and that passion. 
I can tell how passionate you are. And I think that this is going to really help. I, I really hope that we've got a load of bookkeepers watching now and listening on the podcast who are thinking, actually, I'm going to write down all the questions that have come out of your mouth, Alison, because people could just go through those and ask them in these conversations. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, so what a great resource. I'll make sure that's available. But um, I think that hopefully now people feel, OK, I can go and have a conversation. I can, I can ask lots of questions and actually being able to take control of that part of your business, knowing how to manage that how to be ready for sales conversations is going to feed in really nicely to hitting your goals because you can't hit your goals unless you sell. It is so linked. And I'd love to talk to you about your new book, Smash It, and, and how we can set actually, do you know what, quite outrageous goals because I think that's okay to really be bold about what, we, what we're working towards. Like We didn't set up a business to get to where we've got to now and stop. I think we've all we've all set this up with a bigger goal, but we hold ourselves back and we're afraid perhaps because we're worried that people are going to judge us or think we're too big for our boots or, you know, that it's not just about what's going on inside our own head. It's what we perceive happening around us that can be the reason that we don't say, do you know what? I'm going to work. So I'm going to earn enough money so that I can go around the world or something. You know, it's OK to have goals like that, but we, we definitely don't see those kind of goals within our community. So Tell me about the inspiration for writing Smash It, Alison. So Smash It came around when it was bizarre, right? Because people were reading Secrets of Successful Sales. And I was getting DMs from people saying, oh, do you know what? I'm getting on much better with my partner now. Do you know what? I bought a house and I saved a load of money on it. Do you know what? I sold my car and I got a lot more. And I was like, oh, you know what you're doing now, people? You're making me have to write a book for people that are not in business or in sales. So that's where Smash It came around from, because I think that's where the mindset, and I, I want to pick up on something that Joe said earlier, and that was that comparing, you know, you've got to stop comparing yourself to anybody else, you know, it, it, without being morbid, but when it comes to the end, there ain't going to be nobody there to compare with, you know, you get one shot, one life, and it's your focus. So don't be worrying about what other people think, or it's your lane. And in the book, I talk about, um, Roger Bannister versus Landy and it's like how the race that they were running and it was all geared up that Landy was going to win this race he was like this, the Aussie you know fit runner and then you've got this wee skinny run like English guy running beside him and you know the odds were stacked for Landy and then what he did was he looked around to compare and see where Bannister was and that's what lost him the race stop comparing yourself to other people it's your race it's your life it's your shot you go for it don't be looking left and right to see what other people are doing and if you want that trip around the world if you want that I was going to say the topless Mercedes that's not what I mean the convertible Mercedes you know if you want you know to only work term time only whatever you want but the secret of this with the goal setting there's a couple of things and again from a business perspective, the bookkeepers will use this as smart, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-based, you know, is, is the goal that? And ultimately, I think they probably work on those things with their clients, don't they? You know, is it realistic that you're going to get me all the receipts in there so I can do the return by the end of the year, you know, whatever it is. And and I think it's it's putting that into your own life. So if you do want, you know, to move house, let's say you're in a you know, you want to move to a four bed detached house, 
you know, some people quite realistic. You know, um, what's the time based on that? What do I need to do? What do I need to earn to work back? Again, the things that bookkeepers are amazing at. But are they pushing their goals, you know, to the max? Are they really taking it to the next level? But the thing that, that stops people is why they want it. You know, because some days, again, especially if you've got a fear of sales, that fear will creep back in again. But, oh, I don't want to do that. I'll just send an email and I'll just do some social media or I'll just do, you know, they're, they're, they'll, that, they'll block themselves. On the days where you don't want to do it or you feel you can't do it, coming back to that can't, is only focusing on why you want to do it. Otherwise, you won't. You won't achieve it. And, you know, if you think about fitness or running or, what, you know, why do people take up fitness? You know, if it's just for aesthetics, is that going to last the day where it's raining and they can't be asked putting on their trainers? No, probably not. And then they, they drop off the goals. So I think really knowing why you want something is imperative. And, you know, we run vision, I run a vision board. So I've just come back from, I've just come back from Cyprus, hence the trend. Um, but I was due to go to Croatia in March 2020 and obviously something happened in the world and I couldn't go. But I didn't take my holiday off my vision board. I just push the timeline to 2021. So again, if that is your goal, it's okay to push the time frame. You can move things around. But you know, if you really want that four bed detached, and the reason you want that is so that you've got a garden and you can spend quality time with your family while they're young, or you know, you can have a trampoline because that's what your kids always wanted, then that's the things on the days where you don't want to do it that you focus on. Don't focus on anything else, just why you're doing it. And that's how you hit those goals. So, you know, there's a lot more in the book, obviously, that talks about the we thing and, and different angles, but uh, yeah, I mean, it did really well. It hit Amazon bestseller five times before it launched. It's been bestseller in its categories five times. And yeah, it's doing really well. So it's called Smash It, The Art of Getting What You Want. I love it. Well, Catherine says she's ordered it, but she's accidentally ordered it on her husband's account. Well, it sounds like Catherine, he can read it too. <laughs> so, kind of what I'm thinking. Um, well, it's got an app as well, Catherine. So in the book, there's a QR code because rather than having to write down the goals, you can capture them in your app so that say your goal is to take up rollerblading or you don't know what your goal is. Say you're like, oh, I don't really know what my goal is. And you're out and you're on embankment in London and you see somebody rollerblading, you can go, boom, I'm going to take a photo of that, pop it in your goals. And again, it helps you with your vision board. So I've invested in the app um, to help people. So yeah, don't forget to download the app. I love this. Now, I love this idea of vision boards. It's something that Joe and I do with members of our six month success program very early on when they work with us. We have a whole module on mindset and then we get people to do a vision board. And I've seen this week a couple of people have posted theirs in the group. And I love the idea of digging down on the why. Um, I've done some things in my life. I, Joe knows I've just booked a, a dream holiday, I'd say, with my kids, to be honest with you. And we moved house it was a lot of hard work but it was about working on what was it that I was working towards and what were the steps I needed to do to get there and we can break this down and we can make this stuff happen for ourselves I really believe you can achieve whatever it is you want um but I love this idea of really getting down to the why like why is it that you want that and um, and understanding that and using it as your motivation what would you say to people who are listening to this at the moment? Like we're about to go into our bookkeepers bootcamp week. So next week we spend a week with bookkeepers, helping them to get really confident around social media. I know that marketing is a challenge. It's a part of the sales process. It's important to keep that like funnel of leads coming through all the time. And where everyone's online right now, we need to be doing social media. We need to be doing it better. And although everyone probably thinks they're late to the party, 
we're only skimming the surface with the amount of bookkeepers who are online right now. So we have to stop comparing all the stuff you've already said, Alison. We need to get out there and start doing it. Um, and I think that there are a lot of people right now who, for whom situation circumstances have changed perhaps they're launching a new business um, or trying to get more flexibility what would you say to those people who are at a turning point at the moment how can they take control I'd say you don't run 26 and a half miles in a marathon without taking step number one so don't you know break it down but I think this is another one of my little top tips like when I was younger I used to play golf for the west of Scotland right and I, I do do a lot of analogies around golf and I think a lot of small businesses don't know the difference between sales and marketing and it's like sales and marketing, sales and marketing. It's like they're conjoined and they're not. They're two separate animals, but they work really closely together. So let me give you an example that um, like marketing, put the T in the ground and put the ball in the T. So your website, your LinkedIn, your socials, your emails, your any mail shots that you would do, your networking, your clubhouse, those are all marketing functions, right? And marketing makes awareness of the brand. So that's all just, it's not about sales. It's just about like, this is me. I'm Alison Edgar, MB, and this is what I do, right? So that's in, in any context, that's what it is. Sales is when it starts to come into play that you have that one-to-one -one conversation. It's the conversational piece when the humans come together. And what happens is um, in sales, we take it down the fairway, we put the ball on the green and we put the ball in the hole. And it's only when the ball goes in the hole do you make the money, right? So that's how you think, like, is, is this is this a money generating thing? But usually there's somebody from market, and if I do this loud, there's somebody from market and go, Alison, that's a load of rubbish. And I'll go, okay, why is that rubbish? And like us in marketing, marketing, we put the ball right next to the hole and you sales guys tap it in and take all the glory. And I think though that the key message of that is if your marketing is good, so if people know who you are, they're more likely to want to work with you. But if you're not marketing yourself, you're trying to get a hole in one on a par five, like from 300 yards, it makes it really hard. You need to keep, and again, it's not a sales message, it's tip led or, you know, brand. Like, so for me like this, this is a marketing message. This isn't a sales message. I'm just going like, these are the things you should be doing. And then if somebody wants to buy the book or somebody wants to work with me, they'll come to me. Again, the ball's right behind at the hole. But I think the other thing, like in a lot of businesses at the moment, especially in the coaching field, there's a lot of this talk of like, oh, I'll just put out my website and people will buy. And to me, that's like a Amazon and eBay. They're not sales. That's a hole in one for marketing. But people don't tend to part with their hard earned cash without having that sales conversation. And that's really why sales is just so imperative and why people get good at sales. And that's how sales and marketing work together, because it's all about getting the ball in the hole so that you actually make some money. I love thinking of it like that, because you can think about, OK, so the better I am at marketing, it brings the ball closer to that to that hole. It makes and it I easier, about... It makes yeah, it easier. It does. And also and it eliminates the competition. You know, if you look at yeah. that, like, you know, people, again, bookkeepers get three quotes, you know, I'd advise you to get three quotes. But if you've got two quotes from people you don't know, and you've already started to build up a relationship mm. with somebody online, and you think, oh, I quite like what they're saying, I quite like what they're doing. It also starts to uh, eradicate that price objective that you don't start just dropping prices, because people have actually, you've created a demand for people who want to work with you. 
Amazing. We've learned so much for you, from you today, Alison. I really appreciate it. I think that um, I really hope that it's given people a, a bit of a mindset sh shift and helped them to think about the goals, think about the why, feel confident going into those conversations. Alison, I think everyone's going to want to buy both of your books. <laughs> Do you want to let us know how everyone can connect with you and remind us yeah. of the name of your book? I mean, actually, there is an offer on Amazon. If you buy both of them, you get a bit of discount. So I'll tell you the books mm. first. The first one is Secrets of Successful Sales, and it's mainly geared at sales and business. Second one is called Smash It, The Art of Getting What You Want, and it's about really setting your goals. It's about really... Um, working on your personal stuff because they're so combined you know it's the they are conjo conjoined um, i'm really easy to find on my best friend google so if you google alison edgar mbe then you'll find me i'm on linkedin um on the other socials i'm at the alison edgar so on twitter on instagram i'm at the alison edgar and i'm usually on clubhouse every morning from about 6 30 till about so yeah so that I'm, I'm easy to find uh, my, my ball is quite close to the hole a lot of the time Zoe <laughs> brilliant oh that's fantastic thank you um well look everyone if you want to find out more about Alison do connect with her do join clubhouse rooms uh, I, I learn so much from Alison every morning when I join the winners club and listening to everything she's got to share and um do um do connect with us and find out about boot camp as well we've been talking about bookkeepers boot camp it all kicks off on the 6th of September if you haven't registered head over to the website it's um sixfigurebookkeeper.com slash bootcamp and what we're going to be doing is having 22 live sessions with um, some of the best marketing experts in the UK, helping you cover all aspects of marketing your business. It's going to be amazing. I don't know how Joe and I are going to get through it without losing our voices. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. Um, so come and join us. The first session is at 8.30 um, on Monday night, the 6th. And it's all streamed live into the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. But do register to get those updates. You can also join a text mailing service so that you'll get a text message when we're about to go live. You can text the word bootcamp to 6677. And seven you'll just get charged for a standard network message this is for for uk only um, but that's worth signing up for if you're feeling like there's just so much going on and you're worried you're going to miss something anyway we will see you next week for another podcast see you on monday for boot camp thank you so much alison for joining us we will see thank you, you soon thank you for having me thanks joe thanks so take care bye, bye. bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.